Hey, well, welcome. Hey, my name is Blake. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. We're glad you're here. Hey, we're starting a new series called Not That Great, and it's a Christmas series. You're like, what on earth? What does that even mean? So, hey, this series that we're starting, we're talking about how, hey, really, Christmas is an awesome season, but if we don't really know why Jesus came in the first place, then it's kind of, it kind of is irrelevant, right? So that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. Um, really quick, I'm gonna pray for us, and then we'll get going. Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you, Lord, for every single person in here who you brought. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you've given us your word, that we can open it, that we can listen to it and read it. I pray, Lord, tonight that you would change us, that you would help us to hear it and to put away distractions and to be changed by it. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross to save us from our sins. We love you. It's in Jesus' name, amen. All right, real quick, random question. Who here loves Bush Gardens? Some of, some of us love Bush Gardens. Gabe, I know you love. I love Bush Gardens, and I wanna tell you just a quick story. When I was about 10 years old, I, I wanted to go to Bush Gardens for my birthday. And y'all know Bush Gardens, it's full of roller coasters, it's sweet, it's got awesome rides, and, and I'm a huge fan of roller coasters, but I'm sitting there at Bush Gardens, despite there being all these sweet roller coasters, I'm over there sitting and I see this arcade game. And this arcade game caught my eye because my brother was over there playing this arcade game. Now, as a 10-year-old, here's something, I don't know if maybe you remember you as a 10-year-old. Me, as a 10-year-old, I was really confident, but I shouldn't have been because I was pretty, I wasn't very smart. I'll just use those words. Uh, so I'm sitting there and I look at my brother and my brother's playing this arcade game that's like this tall and it's got this handle on it. And it's this metal handle. And the whole point of the game was to grab this handle and literally throw it as hard as you could and it would just spin in circles. And you just wanted to see how fast you could spin it and how many times you could make it go around until it stops. And it was a heavy metal handle. So I'm sitting there looking at him. He's seven years older than me. And I walk up, I'm like, step aside, son. I'm like, let me, let me show you how to do it. So I walk up, I grab this handle and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush it. I grab it. I throw it as hard as I can, and it spins around and hits me in the face. I got ambulance out of Bush Gardens as a 10-year-old. Yeah, it kind of sucked. So I was sitting there, and the, the thing hit me in the face, and uh, it, it, it wasn't good. It was a heavy metal handle, and I, I did throw it hard. I did well at that. But why, why do I tell you that? What does that have to do with Christmas? What does that have to do with anything we're talking about? Well, I, I was looking back on that and I was thinking about that story and how despite all these amazing things that were around me, I was, my attention was on some dumb arcade game. Like at Bush Gardens with all these sweet rides, I'm looking at this arcade game wasting my time because it's meaningless compared to these sweet rides. I should have been on a roller coaster. But I, I think about that because I think about Christmas and I... And I think about how easy it is for, for you and me to do the same things in our life. Like, if we're not careful, it's so easy for us to get caught up in all sorts of things 
that actually, they actually mean nothing. Like they don't do you any good or me any good and it just wastes, it wastes our time. Have you ever been there before? Like have you ever gotten distracted by something in your life and it kept you from seeing something really cool? Or maybe it was like you were on your phone driving down the road and you missed this like sweet mountain pass or something. Like you just missed something really cool because we were looking at something meaningless. Well, we're gonna look at this story tonight. And what we're gonna look at is this story of Mary and Martha. And what we're gonna see is the two types of people here and how they respond when Jesus is there in their presence. Now, the cool thing about this is both Mary and Martha, they both love Jesus. Like there, there's many of you sitting right here, like you love Jesus. And so this is a, this is a story that we, we have to look at, we can look at both of them and say, well, which one are we right now? And also, which, which one of these two women do we wanna like strive to model? Because you're gonna see as we read this, there's two totally different things that are happening. So I'm in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says this, we'll read to 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So picture this scene right now in your head. You have these two women who both believe and trust in Jesus. And they see Jesus coming and his disciples and like, please come, let us host you. And so here they are, you have Mary and Martha hosting Jesus and they're in the house. Jesus is sitting there speaking and you have Mary sitting at his feet just listening. And then you have Martha over there doing all the work, getting caught up in all the things that have to be done to prepare a meal, to host 13 some people. And the difference between them is huge. You see, the cool thing is, that, is this. Jesus was just as accessible to both of them. Like he was right there in the same house for both of them. Now for all of us, that, that's, it's really the same. Jesus is just as accessible to every single person in this room. Like he's not, he's not necessarily like uh, easier to get to by you and harder to get to by you. Like no, we all have free access to Jesus just like they did right here in this house. But you have Mary, it says this, what Mary was doing. She sat at the Lord's feet just listening to what he said. And obviously like this, this bothered Martha who was totally caught up in like what she was doing. And it got to a point where she said, and I want you to picture this, like she believes in Jesus, she, she knows him, but she had just met him really. Like she, they weren't like super close. And so she walks up to Jesus who's 
the son of God, and it's like, yo, don't you care that I'm doing all this work and, and Mary's over here just listening to you? And I, and I think about that, like, how sometimes all of, like, sometimes all of us, we can, we can do that. And, and here's what I mean. We can get caught up doing all sorts of different things. And then we can get frustrated at God at, at where we're at, where we're frustrated, we're upset about something, we're discouraged with where we're at. And it's like, Jesus, I'm doing all these things, like, and here, and here you are, and, and Mary's doing nothing, or so it seems. And my question to you is this, my first question is this, what, what are the things in your life right now, think, and think about it, what are the things in your life that, that distract you? The things in your life that, that take your time, that take your, your focus, and what I mean are, are the things that your heart is just thinking about, in your days, is it, is it relationships? Maybe it's, it's relationships, a, a certain person, maybe it's drama. Maybe it's drama, you just are always focused on, on the gossip, what's going on at school. Maybe it's just silly things, like it's just, hey, I just am always on TV, or I'm just scrolling on TikTok, or, or like what is it? Think about what takes your time, what takes, your heart, it could be serious things. It could be like anxiety. It could be your family struggling. You got struggles in your, your family. You see, here's, here's the amazing thing that we see in this, this story. What's so amazing about this is how Jesus responded to Martha. Now, Martha's sitting here pretty much accusing Jesus, who's the only one who's perfect and holy and righteous and just, He's God, and she's sitting here accusing him, like, don't you care? Isn't that crazy? Well, you say, well, why is that crazy? It's only crazy if you think about why Jesus came in the first place. Like, Jesus was in heaven, and he stepped out of heaven to, to live a sinless life, to die for Martha and Mary. And here she is asking him this insane question, like, do you care? What? Like you think about it, how could she ask him that? You and I have done similar things, right? I know I have. Like we're sinful people, we've done wrong things, we, we sin, we get things mixed up. But look at what Jesus responds to her. He says, Martha, Martha. Jesus doesn't cast her out of the house, you see that? Jesus isn't like, I can't believe you just said that to me. I'm the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Martha, I created you, and you're gonna talk to me like that? Leave. Like, he would have been justified to say that, but what does he say? Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things, but there's really only one thing that matters. There's only one thing in your whole life, there's only one thing that really matters. That doesn't mean we don't do anything. That doesn't mean we don't go to school. It doesn't mean we don't have jobs. It doesn't mean we don't work hard in different areas of life or spend time with people we love. But there's really only one thing that Jesus is getting at that is most important. Him. He says that Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. 
You see, Jesus says that the one thing that is better than all other things, think about everything in your life. I can say this to you confidently because Jesus said it, that the one thing that is better than everything else in your whole life is sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to his words. It's better than everything else. It's better, and by the way, I love Christmas season. Like, I can't wait to go watch Elf. I'm gonna watch The Grinch. Like, I love Christmas movies. I love, like, the lights. Like, I love Christmas season. But there's so many things that can just take away what's really happening at Christmas, where our heart really should be at during Christmas. And I just wanna ask you, like, what would it look like for you to just sit at Jesus' feet this Christmas season and just listen to his words? You say, well, well, Blake, Jesus isn't here physically that I can just sit at his feet like Mary did. What do you mean? Mary got maybe a few days with him. Jesus was about to go and give up his life to save her. We have his, we have his, written, we have his words right here, constantly. What would it look like for you to sit at his feet this Christmas season? Rather than to sit there and go through the whole Christmas season, enjoy your time, and then come to find out, oh my gosh, I had so much fun, but I didn't even think about the Lord. I didn't even think about the one who made me. He says there's something better. But here's the thing, Christmas is not really that great until you realize who it's about and why he came. It's really not that great until you realize that. You see, me and you have this, have a big problem. Like we entered into this world with this huge problem and that problem is sin. I wanna read to you one more verse before we close. It's Luke 19 verse 10, it says this. Why did Jesus come? Here's what it says. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Well, you say, Blake, I'm not lost. I've never in my life been lost. Yes, you have, so have I. You see, when we entered this world, we, we were lost. Some of us in this room, maybe, maybe you're here, and if you don't know Christ according to the Bible, you're lost. You see, the whole reason Jesus came was to solve this problem that we call sin. That's the whole reason he came. But unless you realize how big of a deal sin is, you're never gonna really appreciate that the king of kings, that the creator actually stepped out of heaven for you. But when we do realize how bad our sin is, that, oh my goodness, my sin is totally opposite of, of a God who's holy and righteous and actually good, then it changes when we realize that that same God who is perfect, he's the one, he's the one who steps out of heaven to die for us, for our sins. Until we realize that, Christmas is just gonna be another holiday. It's just gonna be another time of the year where it's like, cool, yeah, we get to do these fun things and we get to open presents 
and, uh, and give gifts and those things. And those are good, those are fun things, they're good. But what does he say? It's, it's nothing, it's nothing compared to what matters most. As we go into our community groups, I want you to, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about, if you're a believer here, I want you to think about what would it look like this season to sit at his feet and to just listen to his words this Christmas season. And if you're here and if you're not a believer, if you don't know, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're not in a relationship with him, the Bible tells us that Jesus is the son of God and that he's the only way that you and I and everybody else you know can be saved. And it says that he stepped out of heaven to live a sinless life, born of a virgin, which is what we celebrate, lived a sinless life, willingly died on the cross, crucified for us, was buried, rose from the dead, and he's coming back again. And the Bible tells us that for all of us, everybody, we have to trust in him. All we have to do is trust in him. Why did he come? To seek you. He desires to seek you, to save us from our sins. The Bible tells us we trust in him and we repent of our sins. That means that we just turn, we turn away from them. Like to be a sinful person, which all of us are sinful, even still, even if you know the Lord, we still sin. But all of us, repentance is an ongoing thing where we just, we turn away from our sins and we just try, we, we pursue Christ and we ask him to help us because we can't do it on our own. But we keep pursuing him, even when you slip up. Even when you slip up. He, says, he said, Martha, Martha. He didn't kick her out. He just corrected her. There's only one thing. And then we keep going, we keep following him. So that's my encouragement. If you don't know Christ, if you're not a follower of Jesus, please, please, please trust in him. He's worthy. You can trust in him. I'm gonna pray for us and we're gonna go to community groups. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this passage. Thank you so much, Lord, for the lesson that we can learn from Martha and Mary. Lord, I pray that you would help every single person in this room, that you would help all of us to be like Mary. Help us, Lord, not to get so distracted with everything else going on during this season of our lives. And all of us, everybody in this room, we have so many different things right now that are on our minds. Things that are heavy, some things that are hurting, hurting us, some things that are just distractions for us. Lord, help us to put everything aside and to seek the one thing that you say is better than everything, and that's just you. Lord, we need your help. We can't do that on our own. And Lord, if there's anybody here tonight who doesn't know you, God, I pray that you would stir in their heart, that you would lead them to you, that you would bring them, Lord, to repentance and faith in you. There's so many leaders here who love them, who wanna walk with them through that. Lord, we love you be in our community groups. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.